and in it you can find our podcast along with many other podcasts along with articles of opinion video segments and much much more we're also on patreon on patreon.com backslash pendant with exclusive contents for our patrons Hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Sí, es un club que tiene una grandeza que no se comprende si no estás aquí dentro. Son de una magia única, benfiquista. Son nos sentimos así. Por muchos desgustos que podamos tener, valores más altos se levantan. E o valor mais alto que se levanta em termos futebolísticos chama-se Benfica. Quero o Benfica intimidar o adversário. Quero o um manto sagrado entrar com vocês em qualquer estado. E estamos, pá! É isso que eu quero! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Law Befica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumasic. Here we are every week bringing you the latest and greatest Befica land. And what a great day to be here after uh, after a win with me, as always. Cristiano Oliveira, como é que é, amigo? Diz aí, olá, senhores e senhoras. Olá, senhores e senhoras. Tudo bem contigo? Is that good? Yeah, I'm, I'm terrific. You terrific? Yeah, I mean, been better, been worse. So, no complaints. You're alive. So... so That's it. So it's my here for another night of Benfica podcast. This shit sounds too loud. I got a pimple growing. Hopefully the 4K uh, camera won't pick up on it. <laughs> But uh, you know, whatever. How you guys doing? Good, Dave. Ooh. How you doing? Happy birthday, Dave. Doing, yeah, Dave. How was your birthday, great. man? It was good. Um, we joked before uh, the podcast started. Birthdays after 30 is just another uh, just another day. So uh, just when I was, was about good. to say, I, I remember when I turned 21, Alfredo. This guy hits me with the 30. You're that you're that old, Dave. Jeez, I didn't think you were that 31. old. 31. 31. Wow, it's all downhill. So from there. Dave, forget it. Forget yeah. about it. You better get that That's diaper it. ready. It's all downhill. Well, That's right. A diaper. <laughs> I would, uh, there's still. Uh, I hope. Knock on wood. I hope there's still uh, some time to go before we get diapers into the equation. But it was. Uh, it was still a good day, and um, I think the cherry on top was uh, Benfica's performance uh, today in Belgium. So, um, yeah, positive attitude, positive spirits coming into uh, tonight's uh, podcast here. Man, the day that I say. I'm going to follow Alfredo's instructions. I'm not going to talk about today's game because I know he's going to want to talk. He wants to go in order. He starts off with the positive win today. You start. I mean, yo, the day that I decide just to follow fluff, the script. Just fluff and talk. Just fluff and talk. The fully conversation. Just fluff and talk. We'll, we'll get there eventually. I just needed to uh, have something to say. Welcome all the Freddies. Bob the Biller was first. Epa. Robert Fernandes. What does he get, a tractor? Uh, Nunu M. Nick <laughs> Valadão. Uh, Chico Marcelino, Diogo Reis, uh, M. Madeira, uh, Flávio Ferreira, Cristiano Oliveira. Oh, that's you. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I see this John is why Moreira. 
Yeah, you, you. This is why I don't like naming because then you forget somebody. Dirty diggers. So we got Bob the Builder, Dirty Diggers. Yo, we're gonna start a construction company. All we need is raining entertainment. We it sounds like it. A we already got a DJ, DJ Natural Fire. DJ Natural Fire. Yo, yo, fire yo, well, DJ Natural Fire. Is there any chance that you take part in Benfica's Campismo? Because it's Natural Fire, right? Yeah, but what <laughs> is he part of? Oh, I don't know. He's a Natural Fire. Is he part of the team? Yeah, but I think I think he means when he means says natural fires like he's so hot. you you're he's the music hot. guy. Like oh, a, that's what he means. Alfredo, that's why you yo, that's why you the brains behind this whole operation. Yeah. Uh, who else is here? Taylor, Taylor Aguiar, Nunuem, the old Ray, Sheik, the old my man, Sheik Marcelin, the crack for Benfa, Robert Fernandes. Natural fires here. Yeah, you said there you go. Don't don't Thirty diggers. All the good. John Moreira. And the, the men, the Baladon brothers. There's only one Baladon. Where's the other one? No, Nick. Nick is there. What about the other one? Manny's also there. Ah, cracks, bro. Manny and Nick Baladon. Hey, that These cracks, guys probably bro. only see each other and talk to each other. No, don't, don't, don't sell them short. Don't sell them short, bro. These guys are they're not related. They're brothers, bro. They they pull on our leg. They're brothers. Yeah, I know. Um, but anyway, here we are. Another night, another podcast, as Mr. Steve Santos likes to uh, mention. I'm trying to get Steve to come on the podcast, Alfredo. I'm not, I'm not sure you're I'm aware. I'm going to be honest with you. We, we, we need to get him on. We need to get we him on. We were on, uh, we're, uh, myself, Cristiano, uh, Peggy, Marco from South Africa. You love dropping names. You love, now these people are going to feel left out. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just, the Freddies are going to feel, let's just on, say me, you, and Steve. Yeah, come no, on. No, we're we're going to say, uh, we were on a chat, and this chat's been going on for years, right? Uh and it's it's alarming to see how disconnected Steve is, because sometimes he asks me questions that if he was following Benfica, you would know. But he's not, so I kind of I have to educate him. So I can't ask hey, him Steve, to come on a podcast. Brother, Steve. Hey. I can't ask him. Well, not educate him, but like update him on the news. I can't ask him to come on the podcast if the guy doesn't is not up to date. I miss Steve. He doesn't want to look stupid. He's too but nice. Like, to how, up, how, how out of date are we talking? Like, does he know Antonio Silva's our, our, our center back there? Uh, like, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but worse, Steve. I, he I think, asked, uh, I think uh, to uh, help uh, out Alfredo before he, he, he digs a deeper hole for his buddy here, I think what Alfredo yeah. means is, like, when it comes to lineups, right? Like, today's lineup. He'll come that. He'll come to us and ask us, do you think this guy is the right play? Because since he's not in tune and watching every week, he really doesn't have an opinion if Chicago should be starting in a game like this. So he'll ask us. That he's the first. No, How about you, that. I'll tell you this. Uh, he asked. He asked us. <laughs> How are the Danes doing? Number one, one is Danish, one is Norwegian, right? That number two. Uh, how are the Danes? Danes have they played any? You didn't even know they had played for. No, the they beating. say about all the white guys. They look alike. A foolish. <laughs> Uh, anyway, episode four hundred and seventy-four, and as you can tell from the title on the on the screen, the champions is back. We'll recap uh, the champions game that happened today in Belgium at Club Club Bruges. Uh, and, but before that, we will look back at hey. the Portuguese Cup game. Do we have to, bro. We're we're on a high note. Just ignore that. <laughs> right? It's kind of like our neighbors up north. They just ignore history, and it, it's like it never happened. So we'll just do the same. Yeah. No, look, I, I think we got to talk about it because there's, there's a, f a couple things here that, you know, I, I want to touch up on. It, obviously, it sucks when you get eliminated from a competition, especially a competition like the Portuguese Cup, which is uh, the second most important trophy in, in Portuguese football. 
uh, but also uh, our lack of of trophies uh, for the Portuguese Cup. I was going to say, so important, we decided to win three in the last, like, 80 years. Yeah, well, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it, it becomes very important. It's like sporting when they win titles every 18 years. No, bro, it's a rarity. It's, you know what I mean? It's it's You see that shit in, in the Canal Pretty Branco. Yeah, you know, look, the History um, Channel. It, it, you know, we're all hoping that this was going to be the year. Uh, and let, let's get, get into the game, right? So, um... Different approach for for Benfica altogether. I think you, you got to look at the game, and uh, I'll give you the lineup, and then we'll, we'll get we'll mention a couple of things. We don't need to break down the game entirely, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about a couple of things, a couple of topics that stuck out. Vlacodimus, Ba Silva, Otamendi, Grimaldo, Tino, and Chiquinho. Should we call him Chiquinho? Should we call him Chicão going forward? <laughs> the way the dudes. How do I? The huge step and importance that this guy's taken, playing full ninety for, for, for in for Champions League. You, you, the, the dude, the dude, she come. For, for a second, I said that this. I thought you were gonna say the step and improvement. No, no, no. Did you say that? The step imp- and improvement. Has he improved in your the eyes? The importance that he's taken on this team. And again, look, get into it because I got a lot to say about this whole situation. So, uh, look, but yeah, you could. I, I call him Chico. Yeah, João Mario, uh, Auschwitz, Nersh. And Gedge, uh, Ramos obviously had picked up a knock. Uh, Rafa wasn't ready to go, even though he made the bench. So that was our lineup. And and look, I thought that Bifica started good. Uh, you know, we were right on top of uh, Braga, and 15 minutes in, we were we had a, a, a one-up lead uh, with a goal from Gedge w- from an assist from from Nersh. Uh, in the 20th minute, uh, we had the the probably the pivotal moment. In this game, uh, which was the non-PK call on Gonzalo uh, uh, Gedge, uh, ironically, um, the PK wasn't called by this ref, who was the ref that was on the VAR when Benfica played Sporting a few weeks back, if you guys remember, and gave or, or called Artur Suarez Diaz to the booth uh, for him to look at a penalty that was identical. Identical. It was a carbon copy of the penalty that this dude called Artur Suarez Diaz to the booth to go and look at it, and Artur Suarez Diaz gave the penalty based on him calling him. Now, the penalty exists. He waves it off. I don't know what the VAR was doing. I don't know if they were, you know, getting ready for Super Bowl Sunday or watching the Puppy Bowl or Lingerie Bowl or whatever they were. Uh, but Bud Light, Bud Light Bowl, the Bud Light Bowl, Bud Light Bowl, mostly. Um, but the truth of the matter is that the car, it's exact carbon copy of the the same penalty and wasn't called, and this would have put Benfica two up. Well, would have get wait, better, better, better. If, if it's score, if Cerro Arsenal's on Mercado, we 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 would have <laughs> squandered it. You know what I mean? Got to be fair. It would have given us an opportunity <laughs> to possibly go up two zero. How's that? I think so. I think Benfica started the game really well, Alfredo. And and they definitely, you can tell, they were out there to prove a point. And that one play, I I think I mentioned it on Twitter at the time, which was, and to me, guys, and I know some of you will be like, come on, Chris, but it does go to VAR. Look, I just want to explain. To me, what in my opinion, VAR, to me, is not the shit that happens somewhere up there that we have no idea what's going on, right? To me, VAR is when the referee stops the game and he goes to the little bullshit monitor. That's what VAR to me means. So I mentioned during the broadcast, I said, how does that play 
not at the very least, go to VAR. So people are like, well, he did. But it was so, no, I mean, VAR, the referee, needed to, in my opinion, go over to the sideline and see it from a different angle and a different perspective. And they didn't even do that. And, again, at first when you seen it, it looked like it was a penalty. It looked soft. But as you've seen the different replays and different angles, I mean, that was, that was clearly kicked him on his left leg, his left calf, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and, and took him out of the play. And at the very least, these referees have to be consistent. I said it on Twitter, and I say it over here on the Bifika podcast, and I'll scream it as loud as I can. I've said it over and over and over and over. And I'm pretty sure all the Freddies um, in the chat right now, all the Freddies at home, everybody listening to what I'm saying right now agrees with me, which is the inconsistency in the refereeing in Portugal, the criterias, is just something that leaves us all speechless and leaves us all questioning what is, what is not, a foul, a penalty, what is a card, what is not a card. You have in that same game, and we're talking about criterias, right? And we're talking about VARs and, and, and replays in the whole situation. You further, you, you fast forward a couple minutes, like eight minutes, whatever the, whatever the hell, 10 minutes, let's just say, to a play where Boss steps on PZ. And to me, it's a clear red card. When I first saw it, okay, yellow, I said, okay. But then once I saw a different angle and the referee went to the side, I said, that's, that's a red card. And it's all. But then in the second half, you have a very similar play in Ristich, I believe that's his name, Yep. who's on loan from Valencia. Steps, I don't know who it is now. I forget which Benfica player it was at the time. Ausnes. Okay, steps on Ausnes' foot. Gets a yellow. Where's the criteria? And that's the thing that leaves us all speech. There's a saying, I've heard this saying, in, in, in American sports and stuff like that, because as you guys know, I'm big into American sports. But I've heard my boy Joe Beningo used to say all the time, like, bro, if you're going to be a bad ref, be a bad ref, but be it for both teams. Don't be making bogus calls for one team and letting the other team get away with stuff. Like, if you're going to be if you're gonna be bad, be consistent. Be consistently bad. If you're going to be good, be consistent. Be consistently good. Like, again, you know, some referees let players get away with a little bit more physicality, which is great. But you can't call every tiki-taka foul on Team A and then let Team B get away with physicality. It's just, bro, if you're going to be consistently bad, be consistently bad. Just all we want is to understand what the hell the criteria is. And we want to understand what is a foul, what is not a foul. And it just it leaves us all speechless. It was a game that Benfica looked like they were well on their way to advance. I mean, I understand it was it was still early. There's still a whole second half to play, and the game could absolutely turn. But Benfica came out to play. You could tell they suffocated Braga. Braga really wasn't posing much threat. It was all Benfica. And that play, as you stated, could have given Benfica, not could have, would have given Benfica the opportunity to go up 2-0, put the game to bed. But instead... We're a man. We didn't get an opportunity. We didn't get an opportunity to score, I should say. And then a few minutes later, we're down a man. We had to play. We had to play ninety. This game, I'm afraid, it went into extra time. We had to play ninety plus minutes with ten men. When the referee was very inconsistent, the left, the right back, I forget the guy's name. He made committed at least three or four fouls that were yellow cards. Kept getting away with it. Get away. Gomez, Gomez, whatever his name is. We saw the same instance with the game in the game against Sporting, where Ugart. Kept getting away. I think it was only he got his first yellow after his sixth foul in the second half or whatever the hell it was. And, again, this is that inconsistency, man. And for for the life of me, I can't understand it. Look, um, I, I we, we, could, we could look back at, at, at key moments of the game. I mean, there's another play. The second yellow card that uh, – uh, what's his name? Gets, the center back. I forget his name now. Muratu, Muratu. gets. 
Uh, the second yellow card that Murato gets, João Mario is fouled in the same manner. The dude didn't even get a yellow card. And, and here's the thing, right? And as Cristiano mentioned, if you're consistently bad, you're consistently bad. Uh, I've often thought, and, and maybe it's just the positive me of always giving people the benefit of the doubt, perhaps there's not good referee instructions and in, uh, coaching, instruct formation, forming, whatever. Maybe the level of forming referees in Portugal is not at a caliber of an EPL is not at a caliber of other leagues, right? So maybe that's where these referee incompetences come. But the thing is that when you show inconsistency, then that shows that there's a deliberate, there's deliberate actions that you take when you're refereeing. But is there is it a gap in in in, in formation? Right? Is there a gap in education? Is there a gap in development of referees? Or is there a, what's the word I want to look for? The lack of volunteers to want to do this job in Portugal. Well, I mean, like, you, but, but you're right. And that's in another, England, I'm pretty sure there's a shitload of people that are trying to be referees. In but, Portugal, there might not be that. I mean, you suck, but you're the only one here. You got to, I guess you'll but, do. But that's another topic that I want to touch. As a young kid, uh, it, it, you love the game, right? Uh, you understand the game up and down. You just have no talent to play, right? So a lot of those guys turn to refereeing because they love the game. They want to be involved. But here's the thing. Who wants to be a referee at this day and age in the Tugão when you're constantly being threatened, Family. when you risk your life in every game, especially at the lower levels? I mean, we've seen examples where guys just get beat up just like a couple weekends ago. That was a guy that got, that got punched in the face in one of the lower divisions. Why would you want to do that? You're Why a referee. Would... You ever been scared of a little eight-year-old punching? No, but, oh. it, I mean, in the U.S. it's different, you know? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the thing is that um, why would you want to do that? And the other thing that's often spoken about is that there's a lot of guys that will skip certain steps in their formation or levels, I should say. And the rumor is, and I don't know if this has ever been proved or not, but they have guys that are connected to different associations, associations up north. So and, you have a Lisbon and, associate. Each district right. has their own association. But there's guys that get fast-tracked, you know, between levels. So it's rather than going level one, level two, level three, they might go one, level one, level two, level four. Now all of a sudden. Because... Especially if they're, they're guys that don't talk back and just follow instructions. Right. They're fast-tracked. And now are you a referee and now do you feel indebted? To the guy that that provided you with the fast track, I, 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 look for me. There has to be a whole study about uh, and, and probably a, a reassessment on how we form referees. There should be some authority that is uh, unbiased that is able to form these referees in a normal in a normal natural way without fear of pressure without fear of fearing for your life without fear of, of threatening without without fear of getting messages on your phone uh i know where your kids go to school blah 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 
without the fear of having a shop or a bakery and, and having the windows broken. That is the climate that we that these referees live under. So whether the guy wants to be competent or not or wants to be as good as he could be, all these pressures from the outside are always going to condition the way to perform on the field. There's a reason why there were no Portuguese referees at the World Cup. Just think about that. Because the referee associ- the FIFA Referee Association sends guys out to evaluate all of these guys. And if they feel that they're not up to par, I'd rather send uh, um, a referee from, uh, from Venezuela than a Portuguese referee. You and I had the privilege a few years back of being, of being with a very famous referee, a uh, guy that if we were to say the name, everyone would know clearly. Howard Webb. You could say it. Why can't you say it? We, was, <laughs> we, we had a chat with Howard Webb as Howard Webb was the main guy that coordinated the efforts of the VAR here for the MLS. He was the guy that provided... Why can't we say we can say his name, right? You uh, you say his, you, we can say his name all we want. I, I just won't say what he told me. You want to talk? Talk. I just I don't, I don't remember what he told us. Okay, well you know you, he, well I'm not telling the story, guys. We had a conversation. We had a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spoke about VAR. I don't know if we even spoke about Portuguese referees at the time. We did. And what did he say? I forget. I'm not putting his business out there like that no more. <laughs> no, look, and, and Freddie, blame Alfredo, blame Alfredo. You guys Freddy. know Howard Webb, right? Uh, big man, new fan, big man, new fan, right? Uh, but he's a guy that's been at the forefront, uh, especially here in the United States, in terms of uh, yeah, he's become a, a, an instructor and stuff like that to educate referees. To he's you know he, he's he's done that here. I think he's done that somewhere else around the world. That's his job now is to just go ahead and make refereeing better. Yeah, I remember the one thing that we spoke about to, uh, with him was that he was the referee the, for the Portugal Sweden game. Know you, you, you know, that. you know, it's crazy. We spoke to him because we sat with him practically the whole game, but. The, I, the one thing I remember is the one thing I was about to tell. <laughs> no, I won't tell it now. I won't no, tell. No, geez. I can't. I can't. Can't do that. I can't put this business out there, dude. It was like professional reasons. Five, you can't do six, it. five years ago. Or I've already like told that. you. I've already told you. You, there's certain things you always do this, right, Dave? Dave, I'm many times. I'm like, it, I, I think you've. I think you've already mentioned this story in the past, but maybe without naming names. Yes, you can't. You can't. The dude's a professional. He can't put his name out there like that. You have to learn. But whatever, Freddy's, blame Alfredo. But long story short, man, look, there's a lot of people who, who have who don't have the the, the the most positive opinion of Portuguese refereeing and, and Portuguese football in general. A lot of people I've spoken to, you know, as you guys know, many professional coaches. Sir Alex Ferguson was a guy that bragged about Portuguese football. He told me he absolutely adored coming to Portugal and, and, and scouting players in Portugal because these guys were developed tactically, and, and, and it wasn't that big of a jump for them to jump into the to the EPL and, and, and adapt to things right away. Uh, but then also I've spoken to other guys that are like, bro, I don't want anything to do with Portuguese football. I wouldn't touch it with a 25-foot pole. It's just there's a lot of negativity, and, and a lot of it has to do with stuff that goes on off the field and stuff that, you know, I've used the term here multiple times on a podcast, Alfredo. I mean, how many years, like, I've used the same term, which is – not term, but same example, which is if I can watch this nonsense 
And, I, and I've talked about this from refereeing decisions. I've talked about this from coaching decisions at Bifica. At times when you and I, we thought that the coach, whoever the coach was at Bifica at the time, should have moved, should have made some changes, should have should have made some in-game changes. And, and I've, I've always used the term, which is if I can watch it from my own couch, how, how, the, how can you not? Like, you get paid to do this. This is your job. And some way, somehow, you can't get it straight. And so Portuguese football is, 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 is going through that dilemma. It feels like we were doing okay for a little while. Now it feels as if we're taking a huge step back. I don't know what the reasons are, but I'm pretty sure it's a combination of everything we've talked about. And, yes, every team's going to get calls in their favor. Every team's going to get calls that we don't like so much. But, again, as I've stated before, to me, the big thing in all this is the consistency in the criteria. If, you're, if you stay consistent – there's you can't really question it, you know what I mean? Because you know what the outcome is going to be. You understand the outcome of the decision. I'm saying we because again they've they've been consistently not calling this a foul, and all of a sudden they change the script. It leaves everybody scratching their head and second guessing themselves. Yeah, especially when it's the same guy. Uh, but look, I I feel that there need the fact that no referees were called for the World Cup. The referee association in Portugal, wherever the highest authority is of, of refereeing, regardless of what association you belong to, they should really have an introspective moment for themselves, right? Because why aren't any Portuguese referees in the World Cup, right? We have fourth, fifth, fifth best league in the world, you would say? According to coefficient, we're sixth. We're, we're sixth? Okay. Well, European. I don't know about world. Well, but the thing is that... Uh, a league that where so much talent comes comes out of and guys that become world-class players, regardless whether they're Portuguese, whether they just use Portuguese clubs as trampolines, whatever, but as a <laughs> refereeing authority, as the number one guy in the country that's in charge of all the referees, if the fact that you didn't make the World Cup, any of your referees made the World Cup, it should be embarrassed. doesn't lead to a moment of introspection, Reflection. In a, a moment that you need to see, what are we doing wrong? What are, are the? Is this just a shitty generation of referees and, and better kids are 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 underneath? Don't tell me that because the dude that did the Benfica Estrela da Amadora game, uh, he was just as bad. He was just as bad, and he was a young guy. Uh, so I think there needs to be a, a moment of of reflection by these guys. Uh, maybe get together with the FPF, get together with the league, pull in whatever resources you need to pull, but you need to look at how you're forming referees. You need to look at what kind of criteria are being used. You need to look at how referees control how much time of game is played. Uh, and you need to look at uh, how referees call the games in general in terms of calling every little bullshit foul in Portugal. Um, so it, it, this is kind of like this is this should be a moment of of awakening for these guys, uh, because I think that uh, you know when you pedal the league or market the league to be off the ball talent, ball talent, ball talent, but arbitrage and saint talent. You know, there, there's look, they, you know, I I'll get off on my soapbox and shortly, but and I hate to go on this tangent, but I just wanted to it, the the problem goes a lot deeper. Um, than just clubism. I think that there needs to be an assessment of uh, refereeing structure, how we're forming, uh, and how referees really approach the game in, in Portugal. 
uh, if they're being coerced, threatened, then go to the authorities. Go to the authorities. Uh, but then again, but this is deeper than that, bro. Because it goes you, deeper than that. You control the authorities, it's, but but it's, there it's there just, should be a, a whole overall. Uh, no, I mean, dude, this be look again. It's just not the time to talk about it because we're to talk about Benfica, but it really becomes a deeper problem, right? You got to dig deep, which is a country that minimum wage is is peanuts, right? It's one of the worst in in all of Europe, and there's a lot of less developed countries in Europe. That are doing just as just the just as well as they now. Well, I can't even say well, but doing what they're doing or, or even better in some cases, right? So it's about raising that. It's about people making money. These referees are not making a whole lot of money. You mentioned the EPL before, right? These referees in the EPL making nice money. So the more money you make, the harder it is for you to be bought, right? It all it's a trickle down effect, right? And and I, I don't know how to fix it. Honest to be brutally honest with you, I don't know how to fix it. You like to think that 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 these guys go into these professions and, and, and they're professionals. It's kind of like you know you go into a doctor, you're trusting your life into a doctor, and this doctor is all worried about pushing some type of medication, some type of pill, some type of surgery just to fill his pocket, bro. It's it's just unethical, you know what I mean? And it's 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 heartbreaking. But us as fans, we invest so much time into this. But is there really a fix? Do you see a fix? On the horizon anytime soon? I, I I don't. I mean, they've they've they floated the idea of bringing in international referees for bigger matchups, but they don't want it. I understand from their part as well. I mean, because if you're bringing in international referees, you're admitting to, 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 to referee a Porto's, you're admitting that we're shit, and and, and at the same, you want to promote your own. Right. So, yeah, it's it, bro, it, it's a slippery slope. Um, it's a slippery slope. I don't know how many of you and, and, and look after this game and, and seeing what else is going on with the B team also. And that was another shameful display of refereeing. But after seeing that, I'm thinking, man, if there was a, a, a European league where there was all these clubs from all these different countries, I probably wouldn't mind having Benfica go and play in the league like oh, that. I've, I've said that forever. I mean, I, I was here. Remember, Dave, I was pumping the chest the day they were talking about the Super League. I was like, let's go. You guys are the ones like, oh, no. Bro, football is a farce. It's just a bunch of people that want to control it. Why? Because they're fattening their pockets. right? But at the end of the day, football's been the same for so long. Maybe it does need a change. I don't know. Whatever. But that's not, I'm not trying to rile up the Freddies. I ain't trying to piss anybody off. But Alfredo, it, it's just... You said something. Now you made me. I was gonna. I was gonna mention, but you now talking about the referee. But whatever, man. Look, at the end of the day, um, it's bad. It is what it. Oh, what I was gonna say to you. The, the one thing, and I'm not defending referees here by any stretch of the imagination, guys. But the one thing about Portuguese, the Portuguese culture, right? And you mentioned, oh, now the B team. I didn't watch the highlights, so I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm gonna take your word for it. It's Dave. It's in. It's ingrained in your system, right? In the Portuguese culture, when you lose, it's always the referee's fault. It's always there's scapegoats. It's always the referee's fault. That's yeah. That's there's there there's a very fine line that you don't want to come off as sore losers, right? And at first, I, I've gone back and forth, especially with how Rui Costa handled handled it afterwards. Because one, you can make the argument that we look like sore losers uh com complaining when things don't go our, our way but he does have there are valid points and valid examples of calls that go one way for benfica and calls that go for other clubs that don't 
get called and if you need any more proof um just look at today's match that penalty is called uh for us uh in a champions league competition where uh five days ago or however many days against braga doesn't even go to the var the ref doesn't even go and take a look at it himself right so it's a very fine line i i and i they, don't want to become did, the did club Bruce that complain? always did, you didn't see bruise like chasing no, the referee no. for 20 minutes no. right i don't recall no. right nope they took it look um, they took it yep yeah look it's i think it's it's uh it's a topic for a long discussion, but it's also a boring one. Uh, and there's a lot of people out there. Number one, as Cristiano alluded, um, people make very little money in Portugal. So they're always, if they're coerced or if they're um, got a, a money carrot dangled in front of her face, the, the decision's probably going to be easy, especially when they said, don't worry about it, we're going to protect you. Nobody will, is ever going to know. You know, it's a, it's an easy decision. But look, that's that's the country that Dave. How, how's the refereeing in the Canadian soccer league? Yeah, Dave. I I was because you go out sports, there, you get drunk. Do you do you get rowdy with the referees? Sports Dave? referees. How are I mean, they? Sports referees in all sports. Yeah, I hate no, to break this to you, uh, Alfredo. They they're oh, always sports. getting the 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 uh, the brunt of the abuse from the fans or the supporters, right? So, but I mean, for the most part. We don't have VAR in our in our league. It's a newer league, so there's no VAR. So what the what the ref says, the ref goes. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it's it's terrible. I definitely would see. I would say it, the Portuguese league is is worse. The MLS refereeing is is pretty shitty on some some occasions. Yeah, but, but they're consistently shitty. Yeah, that's it. That we're in it, the World right? Cup. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you have to send a referee from the U.S. to the World Cup, man. The Federation, yeah. just... but okay. Well, <laughs> Dave's like, I'm done with this referee. Let's um, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, so shame that Benfica's out. Uh, I think that uh, had that penalty been called and we had scored, we're, we're having a different conversation today. Nonetheless, um, Rune City God makes a good point here. He says, in the United States, religion matters. In Portugal, it's football clubs. <laughs> These in Portugal, football and religion. No. Yeah, and we're I, the biggest. I don't disagree. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't disagree. I I just think that uh, you know, and and if you guys have been following Rui Santos and all the oh. all the bullshit that's been on Twitter with him, with him uh, really denouncing all the threats that he's been getting after he made a uh, an open statement to Sergio Conceição, and now with the refereeing, blah blah blah. Look, uh, I think that uh, there's no end in sight for Portuguese football and something that we would love to watch more, right? I only watch Portuguese football when Benfica plays. And I think that there's a lot of people like that. And I think that if there was better a better joint of qualities that would make Portuguese football more attractive, people in the stands – Proper refereeing, uh, proper players, you know, it would be more attractive. Wasn't it last year not. or the year before, just recently, the Portuguese league was like 61st in the world in time played, in yeah. actual game time played. Out of 90 minutes, they were playing like six, uh, 61% of the game was stopped. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Something like that. Or it's, 61, I don't know. I know it was 61. It's ridiculous. Anyway, it's a shame that Bifikas are out. Uh, we'll move on. We'll try again next year. 
Uh, turning our attention now to uh, to the Champions League. Champions League is back. The champions. Who's this? You got? Were you guys excited? Were you excited about the Champions League return, Chris? I've been I've been looking forward to this for a minute. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it. And then when I saw the lineup, I just all little went out the window. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Benfica's had good success away from uh, Stade Luz for the Champions League this year. The good match in Turin, good match at Haifa. Uh, good match also in Paris. I think Benfica tied. I think they haven't lost. They haven't, no, they haven't lost. lost. And, uh, that's how I was going to go. Benfica tied or broke that 2004, I believe, Porto record of Portuguese team, the longest stretch in the Champions League campaign without losing a game. Yeah. They're last like time at 12 they lost games. was a Bayern, that 5-2 game. They're at 12 games without losing. That, that's why I, that, I think today was a 12th game. Yeah. Without losing, I mean that's a right. I mean the fact we won two zero on a row, which is the first time we've done that. I don't know how many decades, <laughs> not decades, but I'm I'm being facetious. But they've done, they haven't done that in a while. It just goes to show you the quality of this club. But nonetheless, um, good for them. Go ahead, Alfred, get into the lineups because <laughs> now Vlacudimus, Ba Silva, Otamendi, Grimaldo across the back, uh, Tino, Chiquinho, Chicão, Chicot, whatever you want to call him, uh, João Mario, Auschwitz. Rafa and Ramush. Uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll start with you, Chris. Because no, I no, go to Dave. Go to Dave. Go to Dave. Go to Dave. Let Dave talk. Oh, Dave, did you have any stats on Braga? <laughs> Don't well, mention them. Let's, let's move we on. We buried it. Yeah, we let's, we let's, buried that. Let's yeah, yeah. On. One Done. red card. Two red cards to zero. Dave, uh, <laughs> looking at this lineup, what, what were the first thought that comes to mind? Uh, one, uh, you said shaking you there. So I guess. Schmidt's got this guy. I don't want to say playing better, but he's definitely got, like uh, Chris mentioned, he's got some confidence in him there. I I don't know if we would necessarily have said that uh, even a couple of weeks ago, but in Schmidt, we we trust. One good thing that um, we have the luxury of having is guys like Gedge and um Nersh to come off the the bench which they ultimately did in this this match um coming in for guys uh with who've picked up some injuries these last couple of weeks with the uh, Gonzalo Ramos and and, and uh, Rafa there they haven't been playing up to their uh, peak performance so it's great that we have some depth in those positions something that we've been lacking uh these last couple of seasons and even earlier this season so uh, I think it was a tale of almost two different halves, even though it was about the 60th minute, if I'm not mistaken, where they made those uh, substitutions to bring those guys in. But that's the luxury that we have right now with having some of those game changers on the bench and being able to afford to bring those uh, those guys in and and um, giving it their all for the, the second half of the match. But uh, just some of my takeaways from the, the lineup here. Yeah. Jenny, you wanna, you I wanna I give the folks your. I came on opinion? here. I came on here. I believe we did the, a podcast, our our, our beautiful Bifika podcast, that Tuesday. I believe it was Tuesday. Whatever, whatever day it was, January thirty uh, first, the closing of the window, the day that that the whole Enzo situation went down, and and the whole explanation, uh, the the, the club didn't bring anybody in to, to to replace the Enzos of the world, and, and you know, and I kind of. Didn't go really. Hard. I didn't go in all the way on, on the club because I, you know, I'm tired of coming on here and being the Mister Negativity, right? And so I, 
Give him a pass. I said, look, yeah, I wish they would have brought somebody in, but in Roger, I trust. Because deep down inside, I'm thinking, when this shit is all... It. No, 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 no. When, when everything's all said and done, everybody's healthy, you're just slide Arsenis back into, into, into Enzo's position, and you're playing Florentino and Arsenis in the middle. João Mario, Neres, Guedes, Rafa, and, and Gonzalo Ramos flip a coin when a guy will be out. Plenty of offensive weapons, but the core of the guys in the middle is going to be Arsenis and Florentino. But to my freaking amazement, it's 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 Chicago. And it's like, wait a minute. Had I thought then there was any slight possibility that Chicago would have been the option, I would have been screaming off the top of my lungs. But I said, Roger, I trust it's gonna be it's gonna be arsonist. And bro, to my amazement, look, it's one thing to see Chicago play against the Orocas of the world, against the Stella Maduras of the world, against whomever the hell we've been playing lately. But but even Braga, I was already surprised. And I said, okay, Rafa was injured, Ramos wasn't hundred percent. Next game, these guys will be back. Bro, when I saw the lineup today, so I, I, to my amazement, Chiquinho starting in a row in the Champions League. I mean, do you really have any aspirations of advancing in this competition? And I said it then. Mm -hmm. Go check my go check my, my messages because I, I stayed off Twitter on purpose. And I said, regardless of what the outcome of this game is, I can't fathom. I, I will not understand what the hell is going through their mind in playing Chiquinho on the road. I just don't, playing in the Champions League. And then as I'm standing now, I'm, now I'm irritated. And, and, and I'm, I'm I'm watching this team again. You know, Mike, you have the likes of David Neres, Gonzalo Guedes, guys that have played at the highest levels, right? Guys that have nothing to prove in this world who are natural-born wingers, yet you're insisting on playing Chicago down the middle with Arsenis and João Mari on the wings. I, I just, to me, bro, I don't I don't comprehend that. And I get, And I get it. He won the game. It came out. It looked like freaking smell like roses the whole night, but I, I just can't comprehend. To me, to me, the, I feel I, I got the same feeling today that I've had in recent years with Luis Fleet Vieta, which is just people are content to settle, and that's that's the feeling I got today. Do you uh, obviously, you know, I I could I could find logic in in the move, right? But I'll ask you this, Chris. Do you think that Roger Schmidt was too much of of a he had too much of a conservative approach today? I mean, it, I mean, because he, bro, he's gonna go with what he's been let's consistent. Let's break this down. To me, bro, afraid. To me, this is a three nothing who's, win who's all you, the way down. Who's your lineup? Who's your lineup? If you had to set the lineup, the back four are gonna stay the same. No, I don't like Ba, but I don't got another alternative. I can't stand Ba. Who's Dave, how about them apples? Who's your lineup? I think Bob. I'm tired of hearing Bob. No, who's your lineup? I, I, look, he, he wins by default. <laughs> There's nobody else. But okay. but that being said, fine. Give me the back five. I'm playing team. But now, based on the way, just the way I've been reading it. If you're the coach, the way I've been reading it. Who's the, your eleven? What's his name? Roger Schmidt is obvious in in is obviously playing Shikinu. In that Enzo role, because Chiquinho, uh, you know, I'm not the biggest fan, but he does have better feet than Arsenis. He, I think he's better at picking out a pass. Now, do I think his quality to play a full 90 minute Champions League? No, I don't. But I, I do think he's got better feet than Arsenis does. So, greeting the way 
that, that Schmidt's been setting this up. He wants a guy to be in between the lines and getting the ball and being the first line, the first line of outlet, whatever. I'm going to go with Joel Mario because right now it's impossible to take Joel Mario out of the lineup, and, and I think he could actually do the role. I know he just doesn't have the intensity of Enzo, but I, I don't think Shikinu does as well. But does Shikinu have more intensity than Joel Mario? Uh, I mean, come on, dude. Like, I mean, really, like, we're really, are we really here? Judging who's got like between Joel Mario and Chiquinho, I mean, really, that's really we're splitting hairs here. I just need you to justify why you make the choices that you do. Because oh, come on, Joel Mario, look, I'm not the biggest Joel Mario fan, but he's a much better player, in my opinion. He's a much better player. That, that, to me, it's not even a comparison. <laughs> to me, it's not even a question. I'm playing, I, I, I'm playing Joel Mario, I'm playing David Guedes, I'm playing Rafa, I'm playing David Nets, Rafa, Guedes, and and, and 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 Ramos up top. That's it. That's the best lineup. You're playing. Shikinu, Shikinu's not bro. To me, you, I'm so I'm, playing. I'm playing Arsenal as one Mario before I ever play. No Tino. No Tino's playing. I'm saying for that one role, I'm 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 the only two okay. guys I'm picking from is Juan Mario let's, let's or Arsenal. Let's bring this back. The two middle guys are Tino and Juan Mario, or Tino and and, and Arsenal for you. The way he's been uh, to me, you're I, the coach. I would have thought it was Arsenal. To me, it's Arsenal. If you're the coach today Arsenis. and you're putting to, okay. Tino and Ashness, right? Mm -hmm. And then who's your who's your four? That's the tough question to me. That's the real tough because because it's impossible to take Juan Mario out of this lineup. The way Juan Mario and I can't I can't believe what I'm saying this year. The way Juan Mario's played this year, you got to keep him in the lineup. <laughs> Dave, I went from saying this guy ain't got a spot on the roster to like yo the way he's played this year. Say what you want. I mean I'm a person. I, I look. I love so to you go Juan Mario. Uh, and who's playing on the left? Gets and who's the two guys up front? Well, Rafa and Ramos. So right now I'm benching Nets, but again, it, it's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have. <laughs> but you see, these are the problems that Roger has, right? No, no, Roger's problem is playing Chiquinho. <laughs> That's the problem. This is the problem. Yeah, that but Nets off the bench is like a is a lethal weapon. Yeah, like, I, I know, think but... this is the 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 like I said, it's a luxury to have that we have uh, David Neres coming off the bench in the 60th minute with yo, all the speed that he can possess. To me, uh, to me, yo, Pedro Martinez is in the chat. Yo, to me, welcome, Peggy. He's in Australia. I think right now he's like 15 hours ahead, so I just wanted to welcome him. It's already the weekend. It's the weekend. My man's already <laughs> on Saturday night. To me, it becomes a game of balance for me. So even though we would love to see Nerj, Ramos, Rafa, Gedj, all these high-speed guys, there has to be a balance. You can't unbalance the team. I think that why that's why Joe Mario has done so so great because he's he balances the team. Um, I I understand that the Shikinu, he's not he wouldn't be my option. Uh, Auschwitz would be my option, but like you said. Shikinu does something on that first phase of build-up. So therefore, I play Joel Mario there. Easy. <laughs> but I don't know if Joel Mario has the engine to do that. Oh, Joel Mario's been an eight his whole life, and all of a sudden he but can't I don't do know it. if he has the. He, I don't know if he has the engine to do that. Engine? What? The guy doesn't stop running up top. He can't do it. He can't track back. You run a lot more in the middle than you run up top, dude. Especially when you have to come between the two center defenders to get ball. And then you got to get into the final third as an eight, as a box to box. Um, to me, it's all, it's all a game of balance. And look, it's good to, ha to have these options. Shikinu wouldn't have been my option for sure. 
Uh, but I do. I understand. I understand the reasons why these guys are in there. And it's good. It's great to have the options that we have off the bench because now we're not looking at the bench and say, "Hmm, who the hell is going to go no, and make mean, a look, difference?" It's definitely. I mean, if you recall, at the beginning of the season, I'm over here like pulling my hair. Very little I got left. I was going nuts. Like, yo, we look down the bench. We got Chiquinho. We got Gil Diaz. We got Gil Gonçalves. I mean, the options. Are, and look, and, and the Danish kids aren't even ready yet. They'll be ready soon. That Schaldrup looks like my man's got some Jenga. Schaldrup's got that, that kid. That kid's going to be ball, fun to ball. watch. So, yes, we've – but to me, I was looking at this as Chiquinho on a roster of 18. He's the, he's the 19th guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, <laughs> but, like, now to my amazement, I mean, to my absolute shock – I mean, I don't – it's just bananas – this guy's starting Champions League games and playing 90 minutes. I'm like, bro, what what it's just nuts. It's not and again, had I know had I even suspected for a second. And again, guys, I know you could all disagree, and that's that's totally fine. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I'm entitled to mine, and I'm here to voice it, and I'm doing exactly that. It, had I for a second, if had I had I dreamt, and I had a nightmare, forget dreamt. That's that's dreams are good. Nightmare. That Shikinyu would have been. The alternative to Ansel Fernandez leaving, my God, I would have been going crazy. I wouldn't have come out here like, well, you know, guys, you win a lot of football people. is the way it is. You know, players want to move. Ansel's going to go. It's 120. I would have like, fuck, yo, forget the 120. Key. Come on, bro. We are really, we are, I, I understand it's Club Rouge, right? Not to be taken lightly, but they're not, they're not the strongest uh, opponent, right? But, bro. We really have aspirations of, of of putting a dent in this Champions League and possibly, you know, making a semifinal run. Because I mean, we're we're in my mind, we're through already, right? I understand we still gotta come home and play play Club Rouge or Style to lose, and no game is won until the fat lady sings. I get all that, but I think Benfica is going to get through. And then you are a lucky draw away from me, and, and you're telling me you're gonna go into Santiago Bernabéu into Anfield, oh no, they play each other, right? Liverpool, Real Madrid. I think they play each other, right? If I'm not mistaken, they. Yeah, I think so. Right? Am I wrong? Yeah. No, they don't. All right, whatever. Whichever you're gonna go into, wherever, whichever one of them wins. So you're gonna go into Anfield. You're gonna go into Santiago Bernabéu. You you're gonna go into Stamford Bridge and play Chelsea with Chiquinho? Come on, bro. Look, just look at any team in the Champions League right now, and look at the matchup for Chiquinho. And how does that make you feel? Think about that. I don't know. I just uh, just think about that. But any but anyway, look, Shikinu is not a problem, right? We just feel that he's not enough. He's enough for Bruges. He's enough for the to go. But when you're starting to play guys that are top top midfielders, top top box the box guys, top top. Or you remember last sixes. week, Dave? Last week he asked Alfredo asked the question about the. And so whatever, Chiquinho. And I said, bro, I think everybody's just having fun with this. I mean, I, I, I think so. I it's, hope it's, people are having fun. But now people have really. Serious. No, bro. People hook, are line, and sink, bro. Dave, hook, line, and sink. Yo, Roger Schmidt drank that Kool-Aid. My man put the whole pack, the all the packs into one jug. <laughs> My man put the whole. I, I don't even have it. Uh, when you buy a pack, a box, it comes with what, 12, 12 little packs of Kool-Aid? He dumped them all in one, in, in one villa, bro. 
My man drinking the Kool-Aid, and it's, oh, my God, it's just Look, it's hard to watch. Uh, I think that uh, the one thing that we could say about this is that he works with him. He works with the team every single day. He sees things and knows things that, obviously, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. We're not there. You, you said the same thing about uh, Rui Bomo, and I was telling my man didn't know what he was doing. I was right. Who was right in the end? Dave. So what are you saying, that Roger Schmidt doesn't know what he's doing? In this one case. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else, he's been, he's been, he's been, he's no, been look, top notch. Um, Love Roger Obviously, Schmitt. when you look at his performances these past few games, you can't say that uh, Benfica has faltered or he's had bad games. As a matter of fact, he's had decent games. Uh, and uh, nobody's questioning that he's had good games or whether he's played well or not. The only thing that we're bringing up is that we don't feel that he's at the caliber of Benfica going far in the Champions League. That's all we're really saying. Look, man, um, Nick Valadon says, yeah, we have a solid depth this year. We have a lot of comments here. Uh, we'll read some comments. Joao Mario, I mean, Diogo Reis says, Joao Mario can be our eight till I get messed up and bring in Nev's last 10 seconds. What up, fellas from Miranda? Nick Valadon, we haven't seen the Bacalhau brothers, what they can do yet. Uh, fast forward, this is absolutely a way you can take Joao Mario out of the starting lineup. Roger, there is absolutely, I guess, no way. I'm, I'm trying to say no way. You can take Joao Mario out of the lineup. Roger has him playing out of his mind. Hugo Ferris says, I can't believe I saw Chiquinho starting in an 11-roll in the Champions League football uh, yeah, top levels of embarrassment. This is from Zach. Zach also believes that João Neves is the answer. So, I guess take that top comment as you know. I don't know. I I, uh, uh, I I I see the potential in João Neves. I just don't think he's ready. Uh, Bruno Sirigas says Milan will be would be yeah it'll be Milan will be good. But that's my that's my second that's my second love. I got two loves in the world of football. You know that very well. But yeah, I mean, look, it is what it is. At the end of the day, Benfica above everything. So. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, we still got a, got another game to to, to play at Stade to lose. I think Benfica will, will will do enough, obviously, to, to to get away with that. I thought Benfica today coming into the game, I thought I was predicting a three nothing, three nothing result. But yeah, there's some things as I stated in the lineup that 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 left me scratching my head. But fortunately for us, Benfica says, and that's the important thing, regardless of what my opinion or your opinion is. Fact is that Benfica did enough to win the game. They could have won the game a little bit easier. They had plenty of opportunities. But at the end of the day, the important thing is that Benfica went on the road, got their first win by multiple goals in the Champions League since I was saying a long time. I didn't remember somebody here on the chat since 2006 against Liverpool, which is probably correct. So it, it just shows the improvement of this team in this competition, which has been absolutely embarrassing for so many years. Uh, and, and for a short spell there, the first, what, 17, 20 minutes of this game, it felt a little bit like that. It felt like the bright lights were maybe affecting Benfica a little bit. It took them a little while to get their feet under them. But once they did, Benfica started creating yeah. opportunity after opportunity and never were really in danger after that. Yeah, no, look, it, it was a start that we expected from Bruges coming out, playing at home, Champions League, players are excited, they're motivated. But I think that I think that Benfica was had a really smart approach. We soaked up that initial pressure, we stabilized the game, and then we started p imposing our game. I mean, in in a, in a, in a first half, 
you had that that header from Antonio Silva after oh that, that back pass from Otamendi. Sozzi. I mean, that has to be. In, I mean, you're front and center of the goal. You got to put that away. He puts it over. Then you had the Hafa thing. Yeah, you know, it hit the upright. No, what about the one? What about the one that I think Romari or Ba crossed and went right through it, it I, I, on the goal line? Yeah, it went right through Rafa's legs. I mean, they had a couple of opportunities. I just wanted to mention that one as well. Yeah, and then um, Ramos is Ramos is header in the thirty seventh minute. Also missed that. I mean, we had a few chances to go up in the locker room, up uh, in the score, uh, but. Uh, you know, we came back and and basically we started the second half on on missing. <laughs> started the second half missing. Missing. Rums had a clear one in front of the goal. We started missing, and then and then the referees did their job. There was a clear penalty. Gonzalo Rums showed exactly what he's really good at, which is his work rate. The fact that guy never stands still. He always gives it his shift. And it's not it's not the first time that he no, gets absolutely a penalty not. like that. Mm-hmm. I oh, was there any Champions League uh, in the end line. He sneaked behind the guy, and the guy ended up kicking him, and it was a penalty. I forget who who was that. Uh, was that against PSG? I think it might have been. PSG was at Which the top one? of the box. Which one? It was just like a similar thing that he was at the end line. Uh, Gonzalo Ramos was at the end line. I don't know if it was already the group stages or if it was in qualifiers. might have been the qualifiers. But, yeah, but it, that's what the kid is good at. He just hustles, yeah, gets himself in a position. But the thing is that uh, – you know, it's just the finishing is not there. Yeah, I mean, look, we've said this over and over and over and over here on the podcast, and I'm pretty sure all the other projects and podcasts have said the same thing, that, look, in today, in today's game, it didn't cost Benfica, right? And we've constantly, I think we beat this, this is yeah, this dead horse already. Marcelino and Gary B. Gary, Gary B, Juventus. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was. No, well, no. We, we've said this over and over and over and over, which was Benfica has to get a lot more clinical and they're finishing third yeah. because you're going to go up against teams like a Paris Saint-Germain, right, in the second leg, in a second game, I should say, of the of, of the of the group stage in Paris. We really didn't pose as much threat as we did at home, and you're going to get very few opportunities, and you have to take – in today's game, look, the opposition wasn't the strongest, and we got fortunate. We missed, 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 but eventually you're winning. As the level goes up, yeah. You're not gonna get opportunity out, but you might get two, three opportunities in the game, and you have to bury one. Yeah, no, that's today exactly right. it worked out for Benfica, but, but, but we hope it don't bite us any ass anytime soon. Yeah, but here's the thing, and and goes back to what Chris was saying in terms of what our our, our performances have been in the Champions League is is quite a, a different way from previous seasons, right? Uh, I think it's it's a Benfica that's that shows shows themselves a little bit more mature. Uh, defensively, there's a lot of good things that are happening defensively, and I'm not just talking about the back line, but throughout the field. And I think that Benfica has also learned how to control the game, right? Don't expose yourself, control the game, hold the ball. Uh, and I think that Benfica is doing that well. And in the past, we might have been, you know, biting our fingernails and hoping that uh, that Bruges wouldn't score a goal in the last 15 minutes of the game. But your heart did skip a beat, though, when they scored that offside goal, uh, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. Mine did. <laughs> I, I ha- Mine yeah, did. Yeah, but I, I never thought that uh, that Benfica was in danger. Well, I did when they scored. They scored, but I, I always thought that Benfica would <laughs> have I thought they were in danger them. to start the game. That's for yeah, sure. To start the game, with, like I, I mentioned, the, the first 17, 20 minutes, was, it wasn't what we expected going into always, this game. I but always, once they scored that, bro, come on. You, I, I, I was like, but the, it's going to be another one of those games where we miss, miss, miss. These guys get the one opportunity, and we're going to be suffering the rest yeah, of the game. But the thing for me is that when Benfica turns it on, and we've seen this throughout the season. When Benfica turns it on, they could get things. They could get the ball in front of goal. They could get the men uh, up top and in, in front a goal and, and create those chances. Uh, and I think that we see a Benfica that has different speeds. But I'm afraid it turns it, it on all against, deliberate against Casapia. I understand. I, I mean, understand. We're talking about a team that went Completely into the Dragon and beat Porto 3-0. So now you're having a rough start to the game. Before you know it, you're, you're missing chance after was, chance, and they was, score a goal, and then you have backflashes, which is a flashbacks, not backflash. Flashbacks of like, maybe, maybe, I was, I was, you know, undervaluing this team because they did go into the Dragon and beat them three. Six. But then once Benfica got their rhythm once again, it was one way traffic. But I mean, for that one minute, Dave, no, but your it, heart I skipped the beat. Benfica expected that. You have to expect that. That's how you expect that game to start. A home team, Champions League group stages. They haven't been doing all that great domestically. They this is this is their time to Look, shine. Nuno says four zero. Exactly, it was four. Whatever, three four four zero. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it did it did bring back the flag, and it made me for a Look, second I, I, did I, I underestimate because I to me it, it was a game, and they did. They had clear chances to score. Benfica could have walked away. Half, they didn't have any chances. No, no, I'm talking about Benfica. Benfica had clear chance oh. to walk away with a four five nil victory here, but. The fact Buried that they it. weren't scoring, again, is it the first time we've seen Benfica create, 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 and not score, and the other team goes on the opposite counterattack, and before we know it, they're trailing? Yeah, and that's what the difference is between this Benfica and years past is I think that we control the game a lot better. Can yeah. can, can we still let in a goal? Yeah, without a doubt. But I think that Benfica has, a, has better game management skills under Roger Smith than previous coaches. And that goes back to uh, Rui Bombo. Dave, what do you think about the game? Yeah, Dave. Give us your honest opinion. I, I, I told Alfredo at the beginning there, uh, Buchanan down the uh, the wing there was uh, was scaring me a bit. I think Bruges wasn't playing with, well, they were obviously weren't playing with uh, Yeremchuk. And their guy that they had there as their center striker, Lang, isn't a... Uh, but, but he's a nice player. He's a nice player. He's got really some speed. Nice he's player. more of a winger. Yeah. He's got a, so they had us beat on those wings there between Buchanan and and Lang. If they had a real finisher there, could have been a different story because Lang is not a, a striker. He's got the speed, but uh, he's not a finisher. And same thing with uh, Buchanan. So with um, I had a great idea, Dave, for Bruges. What's that? Whatever whatever money you owe Benfica for. Yaramchuk, keep Yaram. it and send us Lang. Lang or Buchanan. Which I'll take either one. I think Bu- yeah. Buchanan is a little slow. I like Lang, though. Lang's nice Lang player. is nice. Lang is nice. I think Buchanan you is You could tell slow. he was exchanging shirts with Ned after the game. <laughs> like, yo, bro, take oh, me out of here. They were former teammates. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, I was just going to say that. They had this beat on those those wings there, and I thought... I was even even com- contemplating whether or not a Gilberto instead of Ba in that situation would uh, would be better for some a little bit some more uh, physicality to uh, to stop those those guys on the wings because they had a speed there 
the first 20 minutes to start the game but i think uh the team made adjustments and they weren't they didn't you didn't see as many of those those runs uh in the second half or even after the uh, the initial 20 minutes but uh i did like what i i saw out of lang and buchanan there uh from from bruges but they really lacked uh, any real uh striker yeah did, didn't ba learn anything from the braga game he has a play where he jumps up with and comes down with studs on top of a guy uh, to do a move like a back heel move didn't he learn anything well he didn't come down on top of the guy because if he did he would have gotten a record yeah but it was close yeah yeah thank you yeah it's just time that you leave your feet it's negligent look we we hate to come on here and shit on guys but the fact is he's he's not been the same player for a while he's been a huge liability i believe right after the world cup i think like the first five goals Benfica gave up they were all down his right side I think he's. I, I think, think he's improved. Some crazy stat like that. You think he's improved? I think he's taking a step back. No, I think. I think he's. I think he's improved. I think out of I all would, the right backs go, that I we've would. had, he's probably the best oh. crosser of the ball. Oh, 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 oh! just pulling my play leg. with the with the with the backs with I mean, with the fullbacks that projected. You're gonna need guys. You have a right it. back that that centered the ball and scored a Puskas goal. And you gonna tell me this guy's how. the best? <laughs> he doesn't know how. I mean, look. No, I think that there's 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 up there's a lot of upside to Ba. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope if he signs Nelson Smith on a free in the summer and tells Ba to buy your ass out of here. Ba 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 See you later, Ba. Um, yeah. So. Um, Gens came in for Rams, Nerz came in for Rafa, and I think both of those guys are still not at a hundred percent. No, but 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 they caused some they caused some I trouble. Rafa had a really Rafa was terrible today. He's terrible. I thought he was terrible. Just, he's he's not there yet, bro. The fact look as soon as guys guys, I'm being honest, and pr- trust me, I am quite possibly the the coldest person you'll meet. And when I say coldest, I don't mean cold hearted. I'm so I hate bro. I, I it's like sixty degrees. I'm like if I took frio, right? I mean I'm always cold. But when you saw Rafa with the white tighties under, you knew it was going to be one of those bad days. You could just tell, bro. I said, this guy got new tattoos and he was trying to kind of preserve him. Well, if if he's getting new tattoos. Gold is bad for your tattoos. If he's, if, if, no, I don't have any. If he, if he's getting tattoos leading into games in the Champions League, somebody should sit down and have a serious talk with him. No, I, I, that's just me speculating. Oh, was it was. Rafa was or was it Pizzi that would always... I'm trying to think of pre- previous seasons. They'd come out on fire August, September, October, and then once the Rafa. winter months would come... Pizzi had a little bit be... of that too, but Pizzi was a little bit more consistent. But it was Rafa. Okay. Rafa would always... Rafa, whether it was the start, Dave, or in the middle, or at the end, Rafa would have a two-month stretch, where, but my, my man was unstoppable. Yeah, look, I... I, and then it's good. I think it's good to have options. No, for now, I'm not so, ragging and, on Rafa. I'm just saying he didn't have a good game. He didn't have one of his best when, games today. That's it. There's a lot of pressure on you to be the one sole spark and uh, what your team does or whether your team does well or not. And not to have that pressure anymore it has to feel good for Rafa, I think. See, I mean, and, and, that's and, fine, but he's still, but, but Alfredo, it has to feel good. But at the end of the day, he still has to perform. Absolutely, He's the guy we all look to. But the, maybe the because when Rafa the when Rafa is going, Benfica is going. But maybe the pressure is not as uh, as intense. 
I'm not a t- listen. I've been figuring pressures always. It's always, yeah. Um, 88 minute. Nedish picked up on on a mistake and uh, scored the second goal. Uh, Give us a nice little cushion. But look, I think when you look at this team uh, and understanding of what they came to uh, to the Dragon and, and did, you can't discount this team. And you gotta you gotta put this game away. And the, the one thing half. that I, that that people because I've had a couple people mention to me, bro, this team's horrendous. They're like 20 points behind first place. They are, it, which is correct. But but. There's a madness behind the thought process. There's a madness. What is it? Which is in, in in the Belgian league, there is a playoff system after the season. So all you gotta do is finish top four and then you play. So they rested a lot of their players just because of like games like today. Points out. Yeah, but they're who cares? As long as they finish top four, now they're in the playoffs. Which takes we see it in the MLS. Right, and I know there's there's some leagues in, in in Europe. I know I know the new Chelsea owner, Bowley, whatever his name is. He mentioned, oh, with the playoff system, it, it's great for TV, it's great for money, but it really devalues the regular season. Yeah, it deva- And so, I mean, is Bruges is Bruges quality a team that's twenty points off the the the, the, the pace in their own domestic Probably league, not. or are they just you know, riding the horse until they really have to. I mean, they're they're back to back to back champions in the Be- in the Belgium uh, and they in the Jupiler and they got and they got Yaramchuk and they got Logan. One second, come in now. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> no, what's that guy's name? Noah? What? Art? I don't know. We talking Number about Noah's Art? No. Oh, uh, Lang, no, Lang, 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 Lang. He's yeah, say Logan. It's Lang, sorry. Yeah, um, I mean, you see, look, uh, Rainey yeah. Samuel says he's fresh off of injury right now, so just can't judge his game. Absolutely not. We uh, Still. Look, I'm not Rafa? ragging on the guy. But, no, 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 no. But, we're we're, we're cool. Just, we're cool with Rafa. No, we're cool, but he didn't have a good game. That's all I'm saying. No, and, and yeah. you, you, can't have, you can't have expected him to have a good game coming off an injury. So let him go, let let him. Rest up. Let them get get back to one hundred percent. We got guy. We got options. That's all you need to worry about. Uh, March seventh is the second uh, leg. Seventh or seventeenth? Seventh. Wow. Right, Dave. No, it can't be. The no, you're seventh, probably right. Dude. No, you're probably right. Yeah, it can't. Uh, it March, can't be that late. March seventh is. But the, I'm laughing. I'm asked because my cousin called me yesterday for me to buy a box at the start of the Luge. For March seventeenth game against against Blue. so 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 maybe he March can buy a, maybe he can buy a box after all because maybe it's against it will uh, be available <laughs> maybe they'll be available be plenty all. of them <laughs> um anyway uh, Peggy says Bruges won the league last season through last the playoffs three, last three yeah three years I don't know but he said through the playoffs but last oh, yeah. they finished second in the regular season yeah. five points behind no. uh, who was it uh, here yeah. Uh, Union uh, finished oh, with 77. Yeah. Nuno, Nuno M, Mr. Positivity here, he's stealing my thunder. Um, He says, we need a new goalie, a new right back, an eight, and a top Epa. three striker next. Epa. That's a, that's a lot of guys. But you know what's crazy? I agree with him. Hey, I, you know what? <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't. Look, you can't fault somebody for being ambitious and for wanting to see Benfica at the top. I the agree elite, with him, though. At the up, upper echelon. Of Europe, I agree with that's him. That's what we need—a new goal. That kid Andre looks—is it Andre? Andre. That kid Andre looks good. Right back's gonna be Nelson Smith, who's coming back. Uh, uh eight. I don't know. They said that they had a, they had an extensive list. 
No, they well, was, but, uh, but they went from twenty million to fifty. So maybe they'll be back at twenty million in the summer. That ja- <laughs> was that Japanese guy. Now oh, it seems uh, like half the half the Europe is after. Man's him. nice at, at Frankfurt. That's right. He's a really good player. I forgot his Frank- name though. Frankfurt. Yeah, Frankfurt. Eintracht. Eintracht Frankfurt. Yeah. Isn't it <laughs> right, Dave? <laughs> yeah, it is. Both talking about the same. It is Eintracht Frankfurt. Yeah, Frankfurt Eintracht. Whatever. Yeah, that's the name of the team. Right. That's the team that Mario Gotze opted to play for. You think he's, he's right now? Mario Gotze is probably kicking Kamada himself in the, is the Japanese Kamada, guy, Kamada. Right? Yes, from Frankfurt. I, I, I whatever. Frank. Kamada. Yeah, Kamada, Kamada, K-M-A-D-A. Ah, kuma Kamada que não entendretes. Kuma Kamada, olha o Chico Marcelino. Marcelino é que está com uma Kamada de Sony e não está aqui a textar. Kamada, that's right. It is Kamada. Yeah, Kamada. Uh, he plays anyway. track Frankfurt. Yeah. Next up, Boa Vista. Dave, hey. what do you got? Monday. Boa Vista. Let me see here. i got to get these It's Monday. Uh, it's Monday. It's a loose. Monday, oh, yeah. We were discussing why they were playing on a Monday when the leagues got Porto playing on... Is it Porto at the Bessa or at the Stadio de Luz? Is that the Bessa, right, Dave? No, it's at the uh, it's in, it's at the Luz. We yeah. played at the Bessa at the beginning. Uh, oh September. yeah, you're right. That was, no, yeah, you're right though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, right. historically, seventy six wins, thirty four draws, uh, twenty defeats in our previous one thirty meetings. Last five, two wins, two draws, one uh, loss. Bolivia this season are currently in ninth. With 26 points from seven wins, five draws, eight losses, uh, and Buavisha's uh, record away from the Bessa: two wins, one draw, six defeats. Their last uh, victory away from the Bessa came in September, so pretty poor away from the uh, the Bessa. Hey, did you know that their highest-paid player is American? Who? What's that? Reggie Cannon? Is Reggie he still Cannon, there? highest-paid player on the team, bro. Americans are making a dent in Europe. <laughs> Afraid of thoughts on this game? I I don't know. Uh, we always worry about uh, the European hangover. Um, hey, Papa, they play. By the time they play this game, is I, 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 I was talking to Dave. Why are they <laughs> playing on Monday? Why can't they play on Sunday? Because the Pope comes in. I don't know. The Pope comes <laughs> for his visit before he comes over in August. I don't know. It makes no sense, man. They're moving no. games ahead. Papa, Papa, it's just. Why can't they just play on Sunday? And then they play what Thursday, right? Right, Dave? No, they can't play Thursday. No, Thursday then for what? no. There's no there's no midweek game. They play Monday and then they play next the following Saturday. Oh, so I don't know what the hell I was thinking about. Monday Thursday. and then Saturday, Dave. I don't need. I need yeah. to start looking at these schedules ahead Holy of time. Holy moly! Yeah, they do. They play so they. I mean, it's good for us. Everybody's gonna rest up. It's gonna give uh, Shalrup and Tanks that an opportunity to to play a couple more games, probably with the B team in this meantime. I think it might these... be done with the B team. I think I might have read something. Well, like the that. coach said they were going to play two games, and they did. But that's it. But now you got a game every six weeks. It seems like play the guys. You got to get them to play at some point. Yeah. I need to. I need to 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 to, to pay attention to look these, at the uh, calendar. Yeah, I well, well I knew listen, it was Monday. They've only got two games scheduled from uh, from here on. They they still haven't scheduled the games following. So they got Buavista on the twentieth, and they've got Vizela on the twenty fifth. They haven't. Come out with March's schedule. They'll wait till February twenty eighth to release. Oh yeah, Vizela uh, on the, the March schedule. Yeah, Vizela on the twenty fifth. So yeah, Bruges at Vizela. At, at Vizela, right? They, they got rid of the coach with the hat, right? Yeah, I believe so. And then uh, I guess they got between the twenty fifth and the seventh. They probably got another game in there, Dave. 
Right? That's what they were saying. F- You'll find out by the 28th. Yeah, but we don't know who we're playing. Oh, we're so playing? we've got we've got Familico on wait okay, then tentatively scheduled who? is on the th- on the third, but they haven't released a time or date. Yeah, because the Portuguese there. league that's one thing. The Portuguese league is good. They take after they, they got to see what referee is available. No, no, but <laughs> they make sure that 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 the Portuguese teams, especially in a competition like this, that they don't uh, have too many games right before. They want to give these guys enough time to rest to play in these. Uh, is that what they do? Yeah, yeah. That's why they change. That's why the whole past Freire stuff was changed and all. Yeah. All right, everybody. What, what else is out there? You want to? What's everybody up to in the chat? Thanks, everybody, for, for, for being. Uh, yeah, you guys are phenomenal. Don't forget to subscribe if it's your first Even. time here. Turn on your notifications. And press the like, the like button. The smash like, uh, the like button. Uh, smash that shit. Uh, the thing is that Not uh, this like, like, like. We come in on on Tuesdays, uh, sometimes on Wednesdays when there's games on Wednesdays. But the thing is that we never have a starting time. So if you if you want to be alerted to what time we go live, just hit that uh, that little bell. So you could be notified. Oh, ding, 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 ding. Notified. Yeah, I mean, we got a bunch of people in the chat, and there's only three likes. I'm a vergonha, pa. Hey, hey guys, smash that like button, man. Yeah, and go follow. Go go it's... go subscribe to my channel. What channel? I hear on YouTubers. You got a channel? 10CO10, baby. You got three videos. No, one I got with, one I got... with three views, one with five views, and one with 10,000 views. 10,000? Like two hundred, bro. Two hundred thousand. Yeah, people want to see my beautiful face. Two hundred thousand views. Yeah, and that one video, or like two million. I don't know. And it's a lot. Last time you posted what were you content, doing? what was... were you doing in, the, in that video? No, it was he, he filmed the uh, Stadio Luge singing Satan said to me, "Think Yeah, not but I showed <laughs> my face though. I show. I got. Yeah, I have. Uh, you think that's the? I have. Uh, I of course. I have. Uh, what's his name? Tyler Adams interview up there. Aaron Long interview. I have a fight between the Benfica bus and the Sporting Braga bus for the Super Tasa in Rafa's first game at Benfica. I believe it was his first game at Benfica. Man, now you're really going back. But it's a fight, bro. Fights are iconic. They're legendary, right, Dave? It's like Kingo, Kimbo Slice. Okay. He's forever iconic. All right, everybody. Videos of Tondela pitch. That's right. Peggy mentions videos of Tondela. Remember the whole Tondela stuff? That was more pictures than videos, I think. No, but I had videos as well. You had videos of the Tondela pitch. That's when I was allowed to go to Portugal, and I can't go. You can't go to Portugal? <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for uh, keeping us company in the chat. We uh, we appreciate it very much. We love you guys uh, very much. We'll be back next Tuesday. We'll break down this Bull Vista game, and we'll see what else what else we play. Take care, everyone.